to the drawing board Seems like I wasted half of my life Oh, it's gotta be something more We gotta find it quick cause we're running out of time You can make a new start That you're stuck where you are Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. That was music from Joe. The song was called Reset. That's off the Isaac Curry album called Reset. Pick it up and you know, download it at all digital outlets. But it is the month of November, November the 6th to be exact. This cool, crisp Sunday night in St. Louis, Missouri. I don't know where you are in the part of the world, but... Around here in these parts, it's a little chilly outside. Got my hot chocolate right here for me, waiting for me. And Tuesday, November the 8th is election day. So uh, I know all y'all happy this day is coming because I'm about ready for all of this to be all over with so we can move on and move forward. <laughs> so uh, today, what I want to deal with, what I want to talk about is a very important topic very very important topic uh it's not a spooky topic at all at all it might be spooky to people who may not know the lord but i pray that this particular podcast encourage you i ask you to send this to everybody you know let them know that hey today we're going to be talking about how to hear the voice of god how to hear the voice of God. Very, very important. And I truly believe that if we could hear God's voice, we wouldn't have any problems in these areas that we're having. Think about it. Where, for any situation that you're facing in life, what if you can get one word from God on that situation? Guarantee that situation will be done. So we need to learn how to recognize God when he's speaking to us. I feel that's important. So if you can go with me, let's jump into it. Go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Hold on, let me get there. Hold on. 1 Samuel chapter 3, I will be reading out of the New Living Translation. If you're reading out of another translation, it's all good. We'll still end up in the same place. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. 
One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Verse 6. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Verse 7. First, sorry, verse 7. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. Notice he was calling Samuel as a young child, so God can speak to children as well. Verse 9 it says, So he had so he said, Samuel. Go and lie down again, and if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord called, and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. Wow. So that shows me that God can speak to you. And you not recognize his voice. Now, for anybody that's listening, if when you were a child and your parent called you, if there were if there were 20 parents in the room, okay, and your mother or your father called you, I believe that you will be able to recognize your mom and dad's voice out of a whole crowd of people. I know I could. And the reason why I will recognize my parents' voice is because I've spent time with them. You know, they raised me. I've been in their household. I've talked to them every day. You know, I became familiar with their voice. So out of a crowd of people, if they were to call me, I would recognize it. So if you notice in the verse, it said that, you know, this is the first time that Samuel's ever heard, heard the voice of God. So he, couldn't, he didn't recognize it. He thought... Uh, Eli was calling him. So Eli had to tell him to go back and listen again. Let's go to another verse. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs, cha Proverbs chapter 20. God wants to speak to us. And I think it's very important, especially as it pertains to election season. Things are coming up and we need to know how to hear God's voice. We need to be praying that whoever gets elected into office hears God's voice. It's very important. So we're, we're learning. We're going to learn how to hear the voice of God. Very important. Because he, God does still speak. Regardless of what you see in this world, regardless of what's going on, God does and wants to speak to you. And he's been speaking to you a lot, but you haven't been recognizing his voice. So, Proverbs 20, uh, let's look at verse 27. Proverbs 20, verse 27. 
It says, the Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing hidden motive. King James Version says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So what is it saying? Your spirit, you have to understand who you are. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live inside of a physical body. Again, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live inside of a physical body. What is your spirit? Your spirit is the real you. That's what's made in the image of God. You know, the scripture in Genesis 1 where it says God created us uh, in his image after his likeness. Yeah, his image is a spirit. If you look at if you look at John chapter 4, verse 24, it says that God is spirit. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's John 4 verse 24 so we're made in God's image it's talking about your spirit it's not talking about your physical body because God is not a physical body now God is a spirit Jesus is the image of the invisible God as it says in the word of God hallelujah Jesus is God in the flesh think about it a spirit doesn't have a body can't see a spirit can't feel a spirit so it says God is a spirit. So that's who we are. We are a spirit being living inside of a physical body. Our soul, your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's your soul. So notice when a person dies, when a person leaves this earth, their spirit and their soul leaves. Because there's still memory after death. So... The reason why when you want to, something ever happens to your spirit and your spirit leaves, your body will just fall to the ground because your spirit is what brings life. Okay, so you understand that now. So because God is a spirit and we are a spirit, God is going to communicate and talk to your spirit. He's not going to talk to your brain. God is not a big brain. <laughs> he's not a big mind. God is a spirit, so he's going to talk to you, your spirit. He's not talking to your body. He's talking to your spirit. And what's going to happen? What happens is sometimes that things go on. Uh, we're praying about stuff, and we'll get like an impression, like a thought that'll come. And what happens is our spirit picks up on that. You know, we'll say something told me told me not to do that. Something told me to do that. Well, it's not a something. It's, it's God helping you, helping us, trying to get us to go in the right direction, trying to get us to make the right choices and right decisions. That's why the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that if you acknowledge him in all of your ways, he will direct your path. So we have to make sure that our spirit is tuned into the right frequency. See, your, your radio can be on, but if you're trying to get to, you know, 1600 and you're on 1590 and it's all staticky, it doesn't mean your radio is broke. It just means that you're tuned into the wrong frequency. You need to turn on over to 1600 and you have a clear picture, a clear sound. Saying with your spirit. It's not that God is not speaking to you. It's not. It's just that you're not listening. You know, your mind is running rampant. You're worried about so many things. So God is trying to give you wisdom 
on how to handle certain things and we're not listening because our spirits are so busy, our spirits are so noisy with information and, you know, things that's going on. That's why at times it's important to fast, you know, it's important to fast to turn the plate over so that your spirit can become more sensitive to God. Um, let's go to uh, John chapter 10. Let's keep going, talking about how to hear the voice of God. Very important. John chapter 10. Get on over there. Keep that over there. John chapter 10. Uh, let's look at... Uh, Look at verse 1, John chapter 10, verse 1. It says, Really, really, I'm reading out the King James Version. It says, Really, really, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. Who are his sheep? We are God's sheep. And he calleth his own by name and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of the strangers. What does the Bible say about fleeing? Book of James, it says, Submit yourselves therefore unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So, the devil wants to speak to us, and God wants to speak to us. We don't recognize the voice of a stranger, that's the enemy. So, we should, it's telling me that we should be able to identify the voice of the enemy. So, if the enemy is trying to persuade us or get us to do something, that's out of line with the word of God, it tells me that we should be able to recognize his voice. We should never get Satan's voice mixed up with the voice of God. So notice he says, my sheep hear my voice. So God is saying, if you're my child, if you're my sheep, you, you, it's not that you might hear or you should hear, it's that you do hear my voice. You know, now, we, now our spirits may be so noisy and we got made a lot of things of our mind where we may not be listening to him at the time, but when he speaks, we recognize that's the Lord. I'm going to tell you the first time I learned this was uh, I had to be about 13 or 14 or 15 years old, one of them early teen stages. And I first learned that God can speak to you. I was at a, at a church and the pastor was teaching on prayer and he was talking about how when you pray, how you should sit and wait for God to respond back. And that kind of freaked me out. I'm like, wait a minute, the Lord, the creator, he, he talks to people. You know, I thought that was just the Bible. So I remember one time he was saying, um, you know, you need to pray and ask God what your purpose is and what he's called you to do and all these different things. So I remember in those early stages, I used to pray with the lights on because I thought that when God spoke, it was going to come as this loud, boom, thunderous, loud noises. I was scared. So I said, listen, 
Lord, me and you gonna chat. We're gonna chat the lights on. Other than that, we ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was crazy back then. But I began to understand how God speaks. There's many ways God can speak to you. The primary source, the primary way to speak to you is gonna be through your spirit. He can speak to you through dreams. Speak to you through visions. Speak to you through other people. He can speak to you through a bill. He can use what he can use a lot of stuff to get your attention. The only thing is, is that regardless as to what avenue the Lord may use to speak to you, if you don't recognize his voice, you'll never know it anyway. God can use a little child to speak to you. Get off that casino boat. Oh, that's God. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? But you be like, nah, they, hey, you better listen. You know what I'm saying? It could be any any little thing. It could be a, it could be a child. It could be whatever. But it, like I said, it wouldn't make a difference if you don't recognize his voice because he can speak to you through anything. But if you don't recognize it, hey, you, you won't take heed. So understand that you are spirit. Once again, you have a soul and you live inside of a physical body. And God wants to speak to us. Like he wants to speak to us. It's not like he's he's uh, hiding back and we're praying and he's like, you know what? I'm not even trying to really communicate with you all. I'm going to let you all kind of figure it out. And a lot of people think that. A lot of people think that God sent us down here to figure it out on our own. No, that's what the word of God is for. Now, a lot, some things will require prayer, but a lot of things have been outlined in the word of God. He tells us, be led by the spirit to that he'll order our steps to delight ourselves in him all those things um i believe in first corinthians chapter 14 verse 10 uh, it says there are it may be so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them is without significance so there's a lot of voices what are you saying your body has a voice like when your body when your stomach is growling after you haven't eaten your body is telling you like yo i need food you know or sometimes when you're not drinking enough water your head may start hurting your body is telling you like yo we need some h2o we need some water over here you don't need to pop a towel and all you just need to drink some water and we'll be cool you know so many things have voices some of our bills got voices you know people Folks got bills overdue, and you and we ain't got the money. You wake up in the morning. And sometimes that's the first voice you hear is is, is Amarin Ue. Now that's that's Missouri. I don't know what other states what y'all got electric, but in Missouri we got Amarin, and the Amarin bills coming up. They'll talk to you about three in the morning. <laughs> so we need to drown all that out, and need to make sure that we're listening and hearing the voice of God. Okay, so um. Let's look at uh, Psalms 46. Psalms 46. Uh, you still with me? Hope you ain't going nowhere yet. We're almost done. Psalms 46. Look at verse 10. It says, Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. 
I will be exalted in the earth. So be still. Stop moving. It's not even talking about physical because you can be physically still, but your mind is running. And you can't, we can't hear from God that way. Everything got to be shut down. That's why it's good sometimes when you go into prayer, turn some worship music on. Get whatever troubles or whatever you're having throughout the day. Get your mind focused. That's really why when you go to church and we're, we're singing praises unto the Lord, it's really to drown out whatever you came in there with. The, the, the argument that you had with your husband or wife or with your children or your cousin or whatever you got going on in your life. When you come into the house of God, and praise and worship is going on to get your attention off that problem onto him so that your spirit can become open so when the word of God goes forth, you can receive. So next time when you're at home in your personal time and your mind is racing, man, just turn on some worship music. Get your mind focused off your problem onto the Lord so that God can share some things with you. So he says, be still and know that I am God. How will you know? Because he's going to speak to you. Okay. Don't be fleecing. Don't fleecing God. Fleecing meaning don't be tell my Lord if you really want me to do it, then let uh, five police cars drive by me in a row. Like nah, nah. The devil, he's remember that Satan is the god of this world, of this world system. All this, this no, nah, this flesh. Satan can orchestrate all kinds of little stuff. And y'all, that's God. Let me go do that. No. We'll want to follow the Spirit of God and what He wants us to do. All right? God wants to speak to you. One word from God can change your life forever. I know it changed mine. One word from God can change your life forever. So, hold that thought. Y'all know how we do this. We play one song a day. I actually played two songs, but you know what I mean? That was just a little intro to, to, to get us on in here. But I got a song for you, and uh, I want you to chill, sit back, relax. Uh, this song is by Show Baraka. It's called Cliff and Claire. Enjoy. You listen to Macchiato's music and the scriptures. content she say she ain't looking for a man but we know she really is praying making a list of things a husband needs to fit a fit 10 who loves the lord she won't settle for no six. Oh well let me introduce you to a six named cliff he ain't adonis but then again claire ain't even the goddess million dollar smile with some 50 dollar pockets he got a killer charm and he been walking with the lord 
they get introduced and then they have a couple dates and after months of being fake i guess they get sick of the chase after counseling growth cliff goes shopping for a ring spits a little game out of light won't you be my queen she wants a big wedding which means spending big bucks he's thinking of future expenses he wants to save up Mom told her, be submissive, baby, don't be contentious. Be quick to listen, baby, girl, your words could be vicious. Father told him, never stop dating your wife. The honeymoon is one night, she needs good sex her whole life. What God has put together, let no man tear apart. They have their whole life in front of them, and this is just the start. Oh, wherever you came from, give my regards. Somebody made a work of art, and I just think it's so bizarre. That I'm in the picture Sober, better, for worse I'm seeking the Lord And sometimes it's back to the drawing board But I won't give up till I'm sure It's a perfect picture Okay Chapter 2, Cliff and Claire have a new situation New child, new career, they need new patience It's a different place in life cause it's a different marriage They need new expectations now that they become parents Cliff wants the wife with the shape of his wedding date Claire wants my help with the child and a more serving mate Well, since he ain't getting sex and she ain't getting served They both do small things to work each other's nerves Because of debt and school loans and the house they own He keeping up with the Joneses, his brother's never home The things that caught her eye, she used to like what she don't like no more The jokes that came out of his mouth, well now she hopes he keeps it closed So when he works, he flirts, and he gets attention From the boss's assistant, this is causing some tension She complains so much, man, he really starts to hate it Her words are cutting him deep, so he feels emasculated This makes Cliff very passive, but also quite aggressive They both are stressing, cause their marriage is depressing They've given up on the portrait, it's back to the drum board they need the right frame of reference so they can paint some more. Oh, wherever you came from, give my regards. Somebody made a work of art. And I just think it's so bizarre that I'm in a picture. So for better or for worse, I'm seeking the Lord. And sometimes it's back to the drawing board. But I won't give up till I'm sure it's a perfect picture. Okay, chapter three. After seeing that the selfish ways were really only hurting, they ain't perfect, but the couple is working with counsel, seeing Jesus and other couples as the model, dying to serve each other is the paintbrush to follow. Who would think to love somebody as bad as us? Love ain't love unless it could be taken advantage of. Love's a commitment at my expense for your benefit. It's a call to action even when the server ain't feeling it. I think they know now. They've learned to surround themselves with other married couples and lay aside the crown. Cliff learned how to cheat his job and not cheat his wife. Changing his expectations and prioritize his life. Claire learned that small things can cause great fights. She's trying to serve in spite of and not serve in spite. If anything, we can model our great hero. Always give 100% and expect zero. Macchiato's music in the scriptures that was Cliff and Claire by Show Baraka featuring Kristen Gray. 
Well, I hope you guys been blessed by this podcast on how to hear the voice of God. Uh, we almost done. I just want to give you guys a um, personal testimony. But back in the day of uh, when I first heard, when I first heard God's voice, so I kind of want to show you what to what to do and what not to do <laughs> when hearing God's voice. First, I'm gonna tell you what not to do. Uh, this was probably not, I can't I don't know the year, but just know back in the day, probably say 2005, 2006. Um, I got this little. I was, you know, just gotten saved, or you know. Wanted to live for the Lord, and uh, I got this little. I wanted to hear God's voice, so I kind of wanted to know. Okay, everybody's saying God said, God said, God said. Uh, how, how do I know to recognize His voice? So, at my church at that time, we had a little bookstore, and it, it was a book. There was a book in there called uh, "Pump Up the Volume." You know, first thing I thought about was Eric being Rakim, but <laughs> yeah, "Pump Up the Volume." How to hear God's voice? I got that little book, and I just been that whole week, probably a whole couple of weeks, I was just one of focusing on hearing the voice of God, hearing the voice of God. But I was so focused on hearing the audible voice of God. Like, I'm wanting to hear God with my physical physical ears. I wasn't, didn't know nothing about your spirit or anything like that. So I started noticing the reading there. It was talking about the spirit, like your spirit and all that. But I just, for some reason, I was focusing in on the audible voice. So I kept asking God a lot. Like, I want to hear from you. I want you to speak to me. I want to hear your audible voice. Right? So went to sleep that night. And uh, I got a voice all right. Shook me down to the core. Now, it wasn't God's voice. Um, Satan gave me a counterfeit. And that's one thing I learned. I'm going to tell you. And then I, when I got that book and I finished reading it towards the end, I wish I would have read the end before I did that. Uh, he, was, the pastor at that time, was encouraging people not to seek after the audible voice of God because Satan will provide a counterfeit. That's all flesh. See, our flesh wants something that we can feel, taste, touch. What does saying feel? You know what I mean. We want to use these senses, basically. Like our flesh is used to that. Okay, so. That's why I was wanting was an audible voice, and I got a counterfeit. So later, I began to learn about what I'm teaching you now, about how God will speak to your spirit. God is a spirit, and he'll speak to your spirit. So I began to pray, and I began to ask God to speak to me. Lord, speak to me. Lead me, guide me. I want to know. I want to hear that still, small voice and all that. So when I was about 17 years old, I just came home. Mom picked me up. Once, as we was driving home, as I was telling you earlier, I began to get an impression, like a thought about my mom. I really didn't have much of a thought. It was just like, just like something on the inside kind of scratching at you. Once I got inside the house, I sat on the bed, pulled my Bible out, pulled out a dictionary, pulled out my notebook, and I began to write. I began literally to, to prepare a message. Like a sermon, I began to prepare a message, and I just was just writing, writing notes, statements, and all that. Took the paper, tore it out, went into my mom's room, and preached it to her. And once I preached it to her, I'm just preaching. I don't know why I just went in there casually, as I always do, but I began to preach this what I got. I didn't even say God gave me this or anything. I just preached it. 
And the very word I preached at the end when I finished, my mom said, that is exactly what I needed to hear because I was sitting here wanting to to give up or whatever the situation was. She pretty much wanted to throw in a towel on it. But she said, that word that you gave me has helped me now to continue on. And she said, I just want to let you know that you heard from God because only God knew that what you just said. And in my mind, I'm like, whoa, I heard from God? So I didn't even know I was going off of what I was sensing. It was an impression. It was like, you need to do this. And I just did it. I didn't argue with the thought. I just did it. But look how that helped my mom out in that season. She was needing a word. And whatever I said, that was exactly what she needed to hear. And no one knew that but God. She didn't tell nobody. Only person she told was the Lord. She was just in there talking to him. And here I come in there preaching a message that God had me, her 17-year-old son, at the time to prepare specifically for her. So I'm telling you, God is speaking. Make sure you're listening. The main way he's going to speak is to you, is to your spirit, but you need to recognize his voice. If you just, just by daily Bible reading, by you reading the scriptures, God speaks to you just in the Bible. The word of God is God speaking to you. But sometimes you can read a particular verse and this verse will like, seem like it jumps off the page. That's God giving you a, a specific word to you. He's talking to you. Okay, so just start, let's just start paying attention to our spirit because that's what God is speaking to. My time is up. I love y'all. I wish I could stay longer. We're going to chat more on this subject next podcast. Remember Tuesday, November the 8th, election day. Go out, vote. Can't tell you who to vote for. That's between you and the Lord. All I'm going to tell you to do is pray. Don't be for no party. Vote your conscience. And regardless of whoever gets in there, whether it's the candidate you vote for or not, remember last podcast we talked about it. You have an obligation to pray for them. Remember Romans chapter 3, verse 4. Let God be true and every man be a liar. I love you. God bless.